All right. So it's good to see you again. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you this morning that we can meet to share your word. I pray you will guide my words and my thoughts, that there will be a blessing to your people, and that they will be honoring to you. I ask that you will minister to us according to our needs. Sinners will come to know Jesus as their Savior, and that believers will find strength and encouragement from your word. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Um, a few weeks ago, you remember I was talking on a Satan's weapons. And I did mention two of them the last time, I believe. And that was, uh, does anybody remember? Pride and accuser of the brethren. All right. And then when I stepped out, um, my friend David Mark told me, he said, yeah, the pride, it's a problem. But he thinks one of the biggest weapon that Satan uses is discouragement. So I'm going to speak today on encouragement for the journey. And I'm going to do it with um, some examples. And then hopefully I'll give you, so it, based on these examples, we can talk about some tools that we can use to find encouragement. All right. Um, now, I, I have to engage you somewhat because I, I don't want to fall asleep. And I, don't, I want you to understand me because my accent... I'm happy with my accent, so I'm not afraid to talk about it. <laughs> so, now, can you please think of three of the greatest people in the life of the children of Israel in the Old Testament? So, suggest for me three, at least three, three names of four. Abraham. Okay, I've heard Abraham. Yeah. Most, there are no wrong answers. <laughs> Moses. Joshua. David. Who? Job. Okay. Mo? Isaiah. All right, we narrow it down. When the Lord Jesus Christ had a transformation, and his face was shining on the mountain. Two great men appeared. And Peter said, it's good for us to be here. <laughs> Moses and Elijah. Great men, wonderful men. Moses and Elijah. It's hard to believe that these great men could be discouraged. But I'd like to read with you scriptures. Um, Mark, uh, Matt, we start with Romans chapter 15, verse 4. 
And this is a passage that I want you to keep in mind as the overriding theme for our message. It says, for whatever was written in earlier times were written for our instruction. So that through perseverance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. The Bible has a purpose. That's why there are so many biographies in the Bible. In order to give us encouragement and give us hope. So whatever was written, the ancient words are there so that we might find instruction and find encouragement and find hope. And so we begin with Moses. Remember him? He was the one that was in the burning bush, right? That's right. That's what the preacher said last week. And he was the man that was chosen to lead the children of Israel from Egypt to the promised land and they were in the wilderness. And in Numbers chapter 11, the people complained. So let's read. I like to read. Just You can see these things from scriptures. Now notice with me as we read that Moses asked some interesting questions. God, why? 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 All right. Now, and the people became like those who complain of adversity in the hearing of the Lord. And when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the town. The people therefore cried out to Moses, and Moses prayed to the Lord, and the fire died out. So the name of that place was called Tabera, because the fire of the Lord burned among them. The rebels who were among them had greedy desires. And also the sons of Israel wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we used to eat free in Egypt. The cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlics. But now our appetite is gone. There is nothing at all to look at except this manna. Now the manna was coriander seed and it, its appearance like that of the delium. <laughs> The people will go about and gather it and grind it between two millstones or beat it in the mortar and boil it in the pot and make cakes with it. And it tastes was as the taste of cakes baked with oil. When the dew fell on the camp at night, the manna would fall with it. Now Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, each man at the doorstep of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly, and Moses was displeased. Now, we, we keep reading, but let's stop there. Now, you need to understand that there were at least almost a million people. And they were in the wilderness, open sphere, camping. And they started wailing and weeping. And there was only one man that was the leader. His name was Moses. The people said, 
We want meat. We want to eat some meat. We are tired of all these leeks, onions, cucumbers. Sorry. We are tired of all this uh, manna. So we want the things that we used to have in Egypt. That's what we want. Let's keep going. Now let's see what Moses do, did. So Moses said to the Lord, Why? Why have you been so hard on your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight that you have laid the burden of all these people on me? Was it I who conceived all these people? Was it I who brought them forth that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a nurse carries a nursing infant to the land which you swore to their fathers? Where am I to get meat to give all these people? For they weep before me saying, give us meat that we may eat. I alone am not able to carry all these people because it is too burdensome for me. So, if you are going to deal thus with me, notice what he asked God to do. Please, kill me at once. If I have found favor in your sight, and do not let me see my wretchedness. What a prayer. He was in a tough spot. He preferred to die rather than going on with all this wailing, with all this complaining. And with all of these things that the people were saying, he was discouraged. Now, do you find yourself sometimes asking why? Because of circumstances or situations. You need courage to be able to live. I'm reminded of a story. A story of a soldier that was visiting his grandfather. The soldier was on furlough, so he went to visit his grandfather. And they had a good time together. Both of them were Christians. And the soldier was about to leave. He said, Grandpa, please pray for me as I move on to the mission that I will have the courage to leave. The old man was a, a little bit weak, tired, old, infirm. And then he also told his uh, grandson, I will pray for you. But also, oh, sorry, what did I say the soldier told is that? That I will have the courage to? No, no, I will have the courage to die. That's what he prayed. And then the old man was infirm, was weak, tired. The days were dragging on difficulties. And as his grandson was leaving, he said, please pray for me that I will have the courage to live. One asked for the courage to die. The other asked for the courage to live in the midst of adversities and difficulties. The journey sometimes gets difficult, and you need the courage to live, the endurance to be able to go on. When the pain will not go away, when the circumstances will not change, when difficulties come, you need the grace and the courage to be able to live. Moses was in such a spot. He looked at all these people, and they are just starting the journey. And he looked at the task that was ahead of him, and he knew he did not have the resources 
to be able to meet the needs. And he simply said, God, literally pray to God, kill me. It's better for me to die than to witness all this. And the Lord didn't kill him, but he did something better. So that's, keep that in mind. Now, the tool I want you to notice, though, which is what we will emphasize as we go on, is that Moses had a relationship with God, and he spoke to God concerning his difficulty. You might not agree with the content of his prayer, but he prayed. Okay, so, please take me to 1 Kings chapter 19. Now, here we meet the other man that was with Jesus on the mountain. Remember him? Elijah. Elijah is one of those characters that shows up in 1 Kings chapter 18 unannounced. In fact, we know nothing about him except he showed up, you know, as a mighty prophet. Because Ahab was the king, his wife was Jezebel, and they were living a life that didn't bring glory to God. So the country was in chaos. And Elijah showed up. And when he showed up, he went before the king. First Kings chapter 18 is one of the most dramatic passages in the scriptures. So many things happened. So he went before the king and he said, King, you are disobeying God. You are not living according to righteousness. Henceforth, there will be no rain in the land. And he walked away. And for three and a half years, there was no rain and there was famine. And then he showed up again. After three and a half years, Ahab was looking for him all over the place, couldn't find him. He showed up. He said, because you have worshipped Baal, you have lived lifestyle that doesn't bring glory to God. That's why this happened. But I'm going to prove that the God that I worship is the true God. So gather the 400 Baal priests and prophets. Let's get to Mount Carmel. And we're going to put sacrifice and we're going to call on our gods to burn the sacrifice. Bring down fire from heaven. So you need to read it, you know, just to get, just see how interesting this is. So the 400 uh, bell uh, uh, priests gathered, they put the sacrifice on the altar, and then they cried to their God, Oh, bell, oh, bell, bring down fire, burn the sacrifice. And bell, nothing happened. Elijah said, Shout louder. Maybe he's sleeping. He needs to be woken up. So they shout, oh, bell, oh, bell. I don't, you know, I don't want to do it. I don't want to put on the Nigerian voice. I want to keep it Canadian. <laughs> so they shouted. They cut themselves. They marched up and down asking for fire to come down. Nothing happened. Then Elijah said, okay, you've had your turn. I'm going to have my turn. So he poured water around the sacrifice and dig trenches, poured more water, and then asked God to bring down fire. And God did and consumed the sacrifice. And he took on the prophets. And he called, asked them, asked them to be killed. And not only that, that was done. He told Ahab, go home. Before you get home, there will be rain. 
and he went on his knees and prayed. He prayed seven times looking out and God sent rain. And James tells us in James chapter 5 that Elijah is a man of like passion as we are. And he says, and he prayed that there would be no rain and there was no rain. Again, he prayed that there would be rain and the Lord sent rain. And then he says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. In the same context, James chapter 5. So, but Ahab went home and then told his wife, Jezebel, that Elijah had destroyed the prophet. And Jezebel was mad. She said, wow, I'm going to kill him. So that's where we are. Now we have told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so may the gods do to me and even more if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. This was after Mount Carmel. And he was afraid and arose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Keep going. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself, notice, that he might die. And said, it is enough now, Lord. Take my life, for I am not better than my father's. He lay down and slept under the tree, and then the story continues. But I want you to notice, the man had just performed an extraordinary miracle. And Jezebel threatened him. The country didn't turn back to God, and he ran. He ran as far as possible and said, God, enough. I'm done. It's better that you kill me. I'm not sure he wanted to die because if he really wanted to die, he would have stayed for Jezebel to do the job. He was discouraged. He was kind of frustrated that the country had not changed. And so sometimes when we are discouraged, we sometimes say things that are not right. And some things pour out our feelings, if you like, to God. But notice something here, friends. He spoke to God because he had a relationship with God. He said, God, kill me. Take my life. It's better for me to die. God didn't do that. God still responded with kindness. But he spoke to God. He communicated with God. It is the same thing that Moses did when he was extremely discouraged. And this is one of the tools that we have that we really use. Making known to God our feelings. God is not frustrated when we say, why? I need help. But we rarely use these tools that God has made available. But these are great men. Men that perform wonderful miracles. They came to the point where they felt, this is the end. I can't go on. Lord, I need you. 
It's, it's appropriate. Just the right time to sing the song. Lord, I need you. Right? So let's sing that, and then we will continue with the message. Where is Sam? Thank you. You may be seated. All right. So, we're still on Elijah. So, he laid down, 
said, Lord, take my life. It's not worth it. The Lord ministered to him in great ways beyond this. The same thing happened to Moses. The Lord ministered to him in a great way. That's why all I'm doing is pointing you to those scriptures so that you can read what happened. But let's read one more and then we'll tie everything together with the tools. And that will be 1 Samuel chapter 30. Now we meet a king, David. I'm sure you know this or you've forgotten. But we have dealt with Moses, a great leader. We have dealt with Elijah, a great prophet. And now we meet David, a great king. The greatest king in Israel. It's amazing to discover that great men do get discouraged. And they need the Lord. So we are in good company if we are discouraged. Because the Lord is available. So here David encounters a problem. Let's read together. Saul had been trying to kill him, so David left the land of Israel and went to the land of the Philistines. And get this, he went to Goliath's backyard. That's where he went to live. He said, Saul will not come after me anymore once I'm staying in this area. So, But something happened. Then it happened that when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, the context of this story is that David wanted to fight with the Philistines against the Israelites, but they didn't trust him, so they sent him back home. He had left his wife and children at home and had gone for war. Now he's coming back. So that's the context. So it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had made a raid on the Negev and on Ziklag and had overthrown Ziklag and burned it with fire. This was where his wife and his children were. And they took captives, the women and all who were with it, both small and great, without killing anyone. What a miracle. The Lord looks after his people and carried them off and went their way. So when David and his men came to the city, behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captives. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until there was no strength in them to weep. Now David's two wives had been taken captives. Ahaniah and Jezreelite and Abigail, the widow of Nebel, the Carmelite. Let's stop there for a minute. They came there. They didn't find their wives and children. These were able-bodied men, warriors. It's interesting. I'm sure you've heard those things that says real men don't weep. But there was no greater warrior than David. He killed Goliath. And here he comes home. He can't see, find his wife. He can't find his children. He can't find any of the ladies in the camp. He looks around. Everything is burned down. And he cannot find the children. So all these men lifted up their voices and did what? <laughs> do what men say they don't do that. Probably ladies are better at it. But here they were weeping, weeping, wailing. 
And the Bible says, until there was what? No more strength to weep. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept. Read it there, until there was no more strength in them to weep. And then we are told about his wives that were taken captive. Let's go on. But something else. <laughs> Moreover, David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him. For all the people were embittered, each one because of his sons and his daughters. David, it's all your fault. You made us go to the war. If we had stayed home, this would not have happened. We are going to stone you and we are going to kill you. We are not following you anymore. So David's heart was melting under this circumstance. But notice that but there. Notice the but. 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 David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. God is always there to give strength. Even when there is opposition from around. He is always there. So we have to find strength in the Lord. And of course he went on to commune with the Lord. You need to read this story to realize that the outcome of this story was far better than the beginning. He was distressed and discouraged. But he found strength in the Lord. Now, encouragement for the journey. I've spoken about three great men from the scriptures. For whatever was written in the scripture was written for encouragement. That we, through the encouragement of scriptures, might find hope. All right. So what can we learn? Lessons. The best thing that can happen to you is that you have a relationship with God. Nothing can be better. Each of these men had a relationship with God. And secondly, he's always there. I might not understand what you are going through. Nobody else might understand. But he is always there. Thirdly, you have a relation. If you don't have a relationship, let me just go back. Then your circumstance is different from all the other people. And so you need to have a relationship with God by trusting Jesus, if you don't have that. But if you do have that, you need to realize that that's good and that the Lord is always there. But thirdly, you need to bring your troubles to God. It is good Let's read a passage, Philippians chapter 4. I'm sure you have it there. Philippians chapter 4. It says, be anxious for nothing, whatever is troubling you or me, but in everything, 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 nothing excluded by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Notice verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guide your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. You say, but God knows about it. He does, but he wants you to make it known. Moses did. He said, God, I've reached the end. In fact, kill me. You might not agree with the content of his prayer, but he spoke to God. Elijah did. He says, God, nobody's listening to me. I've come to the end. So kill me. And God took care of him, actually, in a nice way. You need to read to see what happened. David did. And God gave him guidance, and he overcame. We need to make our request known to God. I can help you by praying for you. Somebody else can do that. But you are always surrounded by your needs. So you can always talk to God, making your request known. It doesn't have to be eloquent. Just say it the way it is. Say it the way you feel. Communicate with him. And notice what happens. It doesn't mean that the need will go away or that God will give you answer the way you want, but he will give you something far better. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your heart and mind in Christ. That's when you make your request known. God, there's always an answer to prayer. When one prays to God in his or her circumstance, there is the peace of God that comes. That's a guaranteed answer to every prayer. And so we need to make our request known. That's the, you know, the point I want to make across. You need to pray. This is a resource that we have that we are not using enough. And I think we spoke about this in one of our main study. You know, the last one that we had, actually, it was centered around prayer. The need to pray. The need to pray. So, when you're frustrated with your professor, you don't know what to do, pray. When it seems as if the situation or circumstance will not change, pray. It seems so simple. And it seems so, somebody says, is that all? Yes, that's all there is. It should not be the last resort. It should be the first resort. Make it known to God. So that's one thing. Then there's another passage. Uh, put for me the Philippians chapter 4. I believe, I don't know whether I started from 11 or 13. Somewhere there. It says, not that I speak from want, for I've learned to be content in whatever circumstance I am. Keep going. I know how to get along. I'm going to verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. The Lord Jesus gives strength for us to cope. So we need also to bring the promises of God to life. So you need to remember that there are promises in the word of God that you can use in your circumstance. That means you have to be a student of the Bible. There is promise for every circumstance. And Paul says, yeah, I know how to get along with humble means. 
And I also know how to live in prosperity in all and every circumstance. I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. When he's hungry, when he's full, when he's somewhere in between, when he's tired, when he's exhausted. In fact, when you read 2 Corinthians, and then you see what Paul said. He said, there was a time we despair of life. We did not know what to do. But we looked to the Lord, and he gave us strength. So one other thing you need to know is to bring the scripture to the fore. You need to study the word of God, have the promises of God, and bring it to life in your circumstance. Looking to the Lord Jesus Christ for strength. And he will give you strength. He said, I can do all things. I can go hungry. I can abound in plenty. Regardless, my strength comes from the Lord. And that's why when Solomon was writing to his son, he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. So then we need to know the scripture and lean on the scripture. That God is true to his word and he will keep his word. And so, it seems so simple. These are the treatments, if you like, that I have to encourage you along the journey. Talk to the Lord. Claim the promises of God. They are there for us to have and to hold. This was the tools that the apostles used and those that were before us, they used. Talk to the Lord. Claim the promises of God. Knowing the scriptures. And so we see, don't forget as well, that in the midst of your circumstance or trial or difficulty, the Lord is there. He ministered to Elijah. You need to find out in fact, he sent ravens to bring food to him and fed him. He ministered to Moses. He called him and then said, appoint 70 men and then the job will get done. He ministered to David. He said, go, you will overcome, you will overtake, and you will have victory. And that's what happened. But they spoke to the Lord, listened to the Lord, and trusted the Lord. So, we need to sing as we close. And I'm thinking that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So I'm going to pray, and then we will sing. <laughs> All right? What are we singing? Yeah, we are singing. When I finish praying, I will settle on what we are singing. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your presence with us in all of our circumstances. We pray that you help us to look to Jesus as we continue the journey. For those that don't know Jesus as their Savior, we pray that they will surrender to him and make him the Lord of their lives. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. For lucky, we are singing, leaning on the everlasting arms, standing as you are able.